my chair is squishy. Do you hear that? The official podcast of the David A. Howe Public Library. Do you hear the squishing? I'm Eric Michaels. I'm Nick Gunning. Do you hear the squishing? Yeah, it's just your chair. We're coming to you live from uh, Eric's office here, the new and improved Makerspace Tech Lab on the main floor of the David A. Howe Public Library. Yeah. Got our nice new computer table sitting on nice new chairs that yeah. happen to squeak just yeah. a little bit. It's a little bit warmer than the room we normally record in. It is warmer, yeah. But it's also cold everywhere. It's That's like true. the Revenant outside. Yeah. So, which doesn't make a lot of sense because the Revenant is like a person. Yeah. So it's like saying, like, like oh, ghost. it's like Leonardo DiCaprio's character from that movie, The Revenant, out there. Ooh, wow. It is. I did feel like the outdoors was screaming when we yeah. were out there earlier. Yeah. So that makes sense. All right. This is, as I said, this is episode 26. You did say it. Yeah, I heard you. Classy number 26. Mm-hmm. Isn't that what you always say? Yeah, people are always like, classy 26. Yeah. Okay. So. Uh, you know what? We should start titling these after Janet Ivanovich books at this okay. point. All right. I don't know what number 26 is for There's, her. No, she's not up to 26 yet. Really? Yeah. You could have fooled me. In the Stephanie Plum series? Yeah. Well, if you count the little in between the books, you know. Right. Then you probably would get up to 26. Okay. Well, I guess we've surpassed Stephanie Plum. We, we have. Yeah. So, so Catherine Heigl. <laughs> sorry. Call your agent. Yeah, I don't think he's answering anymore. No. <laughs> no. What was that show she was in? It Catherine Heigl would love to be on this podcast. <laughs> no. I don't think she's going to be the celebrity of this podcast. I don't think so either. We, like, either. No. You have to have about. something to say about her. <laughs> I don't. I can't think of a single... Me neither. No, Although, all of my wife and I are burning no. through Grey's Anatomy. The Killers. With uh, the shaggy-haired guy from that 70s show. No. Ashton Kutcher. Oh. Oh, okay. Yeah. That was all right. Yeah, I mean, she's Stephanie Plum, one for the money. That's what brought it up. She's in Grey's yeah. Anatomy. I don't know what else. Knocked if, up, knocked up with Seth Rogen. She's yeah. in that. Okay. If this is your first time tuning in, we're this is the... a podcast for <laughs> book reviews, author news, and literary events. And all the Katherine Heigl news yeah. you can use. Yeah, that, that's it. We've given We've all done it. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, everything. That's no You're Catherine caught up with Katherine Heigl yeah. now. <laughs> Um, you can find us on iTunes. Yeah. You can find us on SoundCloud. Yeah. You can find us on YouTube. Or at 155 North Main Street, Wellsville, New York. Don't give them our address. Sorry, 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 sorry. Man, there are going to be some angry rival podcasters out Do there. you think? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Like, wow. Not all the books. Oh, no. None of the books. Yeah, none of the books. They're going to show up. Yeah, there are, like, You can also listen to us two. Wednesdays at 9 on the Angelica Community Radio Station. That so, Angelica folks, hello. Hope your Wednesday evening's pleasant. You, and our normal listeners as well. Yeah, whenever I mean, you're listening, why not? To this. Have a pleasant whatever. <laughs> okay, wow. <laughs> really committed to that. I do. I care. I care about all of okay. our listeners equally. Yeah. Well, bookmark. Yeah. Let's get you a bookmark. Okay. Where is it? What have you been reading? Uh, well, I mean, you yelled at me last time. You said it was too much. Oh, that's because you just I'm, on and on just, and on. I just want to be honest. I just want to be honest, <laughs> yeah. Eric. Everybody calls you honest, Nick. Okay. It's one of your known traits. Let me grab my spiral green notebook. And yes, it is green, Hillary. She always says it's yellow. That is yellow. It's not that's a, yellow. That's a yellow notepad. It says it's green tint. It says right on it. It's you've green. You've never seen the color green? Oh, my gosh. Hold on. Let is me that, get is that the movie with Oprah? No. That's the color purple. Oh, okay. Uh, where's my bookmark? Well, it's out of NYPD Red 4. And it's in NYPD 5 that's Red not out yet. Blue. That's not out yet. Red Blue. That's not out yet. Why don't they call it NYPD Red, NY- NYPD Blue, and NYPD White? It doesn't make any sense. The squad is called NYPD I Red. I said this like five times. I know. On this podcast. I know. And, and we're only 26 I episodes I never think in. it's funny, but... Our podcasts do. Oh, no. They think it's funny. Do they? Yeah. One of our listeners, at Mick Blame, on, on Twitter said, if you call, if you call him a podcast, he's not going to listen anymore. Is that so what he said? He did say it, so you better be careful. Ooh. We can't afford to lose him. I don't know. It's just so catchy. <laughs> it is catchy. All you other podcasts, well, yeah, we could let say us know. That the, 
from now on, when we say podcast, it excludes Twitter user at McBlame. Yeah. Okay? Yeah, you're just you're just listener. He's just a listener. Just he's listener. just a regular listener. I'm sure he's a very pleasant guy. Uh, <laughs> NYPD Red 4, eh, you know. Yeah. It's, it's just NYPD bore. Yeah. It's, it's just a fun, like, low-key series, so don't go expecting, like, really deep things yeah. from it. But even so, four, uh, yeah. it was kind of a flop for me. That uh, clap sound you heard was Nick giving me a high five when I said NYPD bore. No, I slapped him across the face for, <laughs> for distracting me from my bookmark. I also finished my Star Trek Deep Space Nine audiobook. How was it? Fallen Heroes. It was fun. I've only read one Deep Space Nine book. It's by Peter David. Okay. It's an author I enjoy anyway. It was good. It was fun. I downloaded right. a new Star Trek audiobook called Web of the Romulans, thanks to you and your help with Overdrive. Okay. Well, how was the uh, narrator? It was, it was Rene Abergenois, who plays Odo. So, he was good. <laughs> <laughs> In conclusion. Okay. <laughs> I also read, based on your recommendations, the first volume of Star Wars... Whatever. What, what's it the called? The new Star Wars series. The new Star Just Wars series. Star Wars. Okay. Skywalker Strikes. I yeah. read that. It was really good. Yeah. I think I liked it more than you liked it, according to Goodreads. I That's liked true. it more than you liked it anyway. Three, I thought it was good. Yeah. I'm in it. I'm in it to win it. I liked it better than Princess Leia and her solo. Well, the Princess Have, Leia had, had like a strong yet. start and then did. like a strong concept and just didn't. Yeah, it was like meh. Pass. Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm continuing my Seuss readings. So this week oh, I read. Hold on. Before you go on about the Seuss, you read yeah. the Star Wars comic. That's not the only Star Wars comic I got you to read. Where's Vader? Oh, I haven't read Darth Vader yet. I have it. I have it checked out, but I haven't read it yet. So we'll talk about that next week. Oh, yes. All right. I wish I had a time machine. Uh, so I read nope, that wasn't me Thidwick traveling. the Big-Hearted Moose. Have, do you know Thidwick the Big-Hearted Moose, Eric? Have you read that one? I don't. You're reading a bunch I haven't heard of. I know. that. I'm just starting from the beginning. I'm going through. This you're one, reading his like, early years? I am. His early mixes? Yeah. This one took a dark turn in the end. It was really like... It's about this this moose with antlers, and he's got yeah. all these creatures that like birds and squirrels and stuff who end up like tagging along in his antlers, and then they kind of like make life tough for him. Uh-huh. And then he's like, "I got to run from the hunters," and they're like, "No!" So he sheds his antlers, and then you turn the page. I don't know if I should spoil it. Well, bottom line, they're all dead and stuffed, and the last line is like, "They're all stuffed as it should be." And I was like, "What? <laughs> what on earth?" It, I know. It was. I was shocked. Dr. Then, Seuss. Then I read uh, Bartholomew and the Ooblick. Now, this is like a sequel to Bartholomew Cubbins and the, okay. the 500 hats, that one, where he keeps taking the hats off. Sure. Anyway, same Bartholomew, but the king wasn't wearing the hat from the end. So I was talking to our children's librarian, Katura, about this, and Seuss just says he's got no, no regard for internal continuity in his stories. Huh. So anyway, I read that one. It's about uh, the king is sick of rain and snow, and he wants something else to fall from the sky. So his magicians make ooblick, which is this horrible green paste that, like, kills everything. So pretty crazy. But one time we're going to make ooblick in the children's room. Fun. It won't kill people. Do you think Dr. Seuss is the children's Stephen King? Maybe. In these early books, (laughs) definitely. I mean, that's like the dark take. Like, if you give a moose a muffin, it dies. (laughs) Yeah. No, it's like a walking dead trapped in like an <laughs> ethereal other yeah. world. Yeah, it's spit is ooblick. Uh, my currently reading is not that interesting because I'm still I'm still chugging through some of the uh, the book club books. So I'm reading Divergent. I'm actually listening to most of this on audiobook, and yeah. I'm, I'm really enjoying it. Now, have you started this yet? No, but I think, I think you're gonna like you it. You didn't actually. like the movie. No, you no, did like the. movie. I liked the movie. Okay, you the first like the movie sequel. was good. The second one, I was like, what is happening? I don't get it. Yeah, but. Maybe this will be clear, and maybe I should save some of this for our uh, book club, which yeah. is meeting when? You have posters That is meeting. What? Come back. 
March 8th yeah, at 6.30. So adults out the there who love uh, YA books, we're discussing Divergent on, on uh, March 8th, 6.30 yeah. at night. Anyway, I don't understand. I don't understand the Divergent world. I don't understand what they're fighting. I don't understand, like... What the, what's moving the plot forward? I'm enjoying it, but I still don't get that. Aren't they, Two movies in and half a book, and I don't really get it. I so. thought they were just fighting, like, social unrest. conformist I guess. adulthood. Yeah, I guess, yeah. You know, like, I, mean, it, I have to graduate high school, but I'm not going to be like you, I just, Dad. I never really know, like, who are the bad guys? Who are the good guys? Parents. I, I mean, Kate, Kate Winslet, I guess. Yeah. Anyway, but I am enjoying it, and I, I didn't think that I would. I think the writing's actually kind of strong. I think it's the story itself, which is a little like, say what? But... Hmm. Anyway, reading Empire Falls. Do you say say what a lot while reading? Say what? Yeah. Yeah. Like you turn a page and you're like, yeah, I'm like, say, say what? what? When things happen, yeah. Yeah. Empire <laughs> Falls by Richard Russo yeah. for our contemporary classes, classics yeah. book club. And that meets pretty soon, yeah. Tuesday the 16th. Okay. So depending on when you're listening to this, yeah. you still have a chance or you missed your chance, yeah. depending on when it is. <laughs> so join us at noon on Tuesday the 16th to discuss Richard Russo's Empire Falls. I'm not loving it, Eric. I got to tell you, it's one of those things where it's like he spends a lot of time getting you to understand the world and the characters. And at this point, I just feel like I understand the world and the characters. Is anything going to happen? Is there a story here? And it won the Pulitzer Prize, so, you know, what do I know? Yeah. But I'm halfway through and I'm like, say what? (laughs) Okay. So wait, now you, you say that when something like crazy happens, but also when something really boring is going on? Well, it's, yeah, it's kind of the, it's the whole. It's context. You have to use context okay. clues to figure out what I'm saying if I say what. <laughs> okay, so sure. You really got to pay attention. All right. I'm also reading Jeff John's next volume of Flash, which is Flash Blood Will Run, which I believe you've read. Yeah, I've read is all of right? Flash Run. Okay. I'm liking this one better than the whole Alice in Wonderland thing that I read the first last time. Oh, around. yeah. I remember what that was called. Wonderland, I think yeah, it was called. that's what it was called. Anyway. I'm also, and this is exciting, I'm starting to research plays Valley that is exciting. Theater. I know. Valley Theater's going to come back. We're talking about uh, doing something sports-themed to go with the summer reading program, mm-hmm. so i got a whole slew of plays coming in. I'm excited. Getting the old uh, theatrical juices flowing. Okay. All right. So, what did I read? I finished three things since we last talked. I read Time Salvenger by Wesley Chu. Snipes. No, we, <laughs> we did this. Oh, okay. Sorry. It's fine. I gave yeah. it three stars. Here's my problem with it. I kept, as the book was getting closer and closer, I'm like... They better wrap up all this stuff yeah. if they're going to finish the book in time. They did that, it. I know that Because feeling. there's a sequel coming. Oh. Time Fugit. I, we, but you want to read that too, right? I mean, you liked it enough to read the second one? I gave this one three stars. Yeah. I don't think I liked it enough to read the second one because it was a oh. lot less time travel than I wanted. I do love me some time travel. Yeah. You, on Goodreads, you marked it as to read. So I did. But then after I did that, I'm like, maybe that's more like a... a you know, theoretically, I see. At some point, if you I travel back in time, to but read. the idea of reading like two more of these, books, I have a special. I have, the energy I have a special it. time travel shelf on my Goodreads. Do you? Which uh, fallen my Deep Space Nine fallen heroes fell into? All right, I know. You can read Time Salvage. I know. No, nah, I don't think so. Okay. What else you got? Uh, I'm reading. Oh, I read Mouse, the first book, oh. which is my father bleeds history. Yeah, graphic this novel, is classic a graphic novel. Graphic novel. Uh, Art Spiegelman. Which, is that right? Yes, it's. Uh, He's interviewing his father about how he survived the Holocaust, mm-hmm. uh, and the art is, you know, mice nice. and cats and everything. I've, it's intriguing. I've never read it. I'd like to. Uh, it's good. I mean, I have a hard time. I have a hard time giving these kind of books anything more than five. Like, uh-huh. you know, you read the Diary of Anne Frank, you're like right. three stars. It's like, well, what kept it from right. two stars for you? <laughs> yep. Her prose was, you know, 
but oh, it was good. Man, your shirt's buttoned wrong. It's really driving me crazy. No, it's not. Yeah, yeah. Your top button is buttoned into your collar buttonhole. No, one above. We shouldn't be doing this. Oh, live you mean on my collar? Yeah, yeah, but it's making me yeah. crazy. Why are you well, doing that? They didn't have to know that. What? I'm just going to take this off. I can't even look at it. Don't worry, I've got an undershirt. This is like... Um, Mouse no. has a second volume. Which I, we I have read. in our collection. Yeah, we just... You found a really I did. nice hardcover yeah, of that. I know, it was in perfect collection. shape. I found that and I found Flight. Yeah. A couple of graphic novels. Uh, and I read Nimona by Noelle Stevenson. I'm sorry, Pneumonia? No, Nimona. 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 That's That's that sickness with fluid? And it was written by... Ne- oh, now you got me all messed up. Noelle sorry. Stevenson. She wrote... Lover Janes. This yes. was first. Pneumonia used to be a webcomic. Pneumonia. And they've collected the whole thing into one book. I had pneumonia in third grade. I was in the hospital for a week. Pneumonia was... Terrible. Pretty good. It was okay. fun. Um, I don't know if it's very... I don't know if... Would I like, like it? it? I don't know. Okay. It's hard. It, it's, it's funny, but it's also like... Sometimes it's not funny more as it is heartwarming. Oh. But it's also about like a girl who might be all, like a terrible monster. Oh. So, talk about your pneumonas. I don't know what it means. <laughs> but it's funny because she writes it and then uh, draws this one where she just writes and somebody else illustrates Lumberjanes. Mm-hmm. So it's just interesting because you're like, oh, it's going to be the same. Oh, she writes and draws. Yeah. Pneumona, but not Lumberjanes. Right. I see. I, I've never heard of this as a webcomic, but no, I know I some people who enjoy it. I'm not it. big in the uh, web, web comics game. You ever read dinosaur comics? Yeah, I've read those a few times. I love those. I there was a time in my life mm-hmm. where all I wanted to talk about was web comics. I had my own web comic. I it got what? to twenty three or twenty four. I want to read every issue. Where uh, is it? It was just like a sprite comic where I okay. took old video game sprite characters. I want to read it. And it was a uh, a late night video game talk show. Oh my gosh! Uh, Kirby was the Send it Andy to me. Richter, the you know the sidekick yeah. kind of character. I get it. So. It was fun. The guy would come out and send me a link. Video game. Where jokes, is it? Uh, on a disc in my CD book. So on my computer. I know where that is. I can, <laughs> I can show it to you. Okay. It's pretty bad. Some, I'm sure. I know. Sometimes I it's read funny, it. but I made it when I was 17. It's probably no Time Fox. No, it's no Time Fox. Yeah, that's uh, a throwback to my childhood novel about time yeah. travel. Um, and I used to read like web comics all the time. Okay. And now I just read Penny Arcade, and that might be it. Yeah, nothing. All right. I was keeping up with U.S. Acres for a while on the Garfield website. All right. I fell out of the habit. Okay. Does that count as a webcomic? Sure. All right. Um, Let's see. uh, I haven't started it, but I'm reading The Boxer and the Spy next by Robert B. Parker. Oh, I I don't know if you know this, but I actually love Robert B. Parker. I didn't know that. Yeah. It's one of my favorites. Well, this is a YA book. That is, yeah. So... I've never read his YA. I'll, so tell you, I'll tell you how it is. Okay. So I might give it a has shot. He ever read, have you read any adult stuff of his where it's about boxers? No. Okay. No. That'd be cool. Yeah. Boxing's pretty big around here. Yeah. So Yeah, you got the Bare Knuckle Boxing yeah. Hall of Fame and Belfast. And, yeah. yeah. You can tell we're big boxing fans. Huge boxing enthusiasm. Fans. Although I, I love Rocky and I haven't seen Creed yet and I really want to see it. I love... Real Steel, starring Hugh Jackman. I also love that movie. Evangeline Lilly. You know, yeah. I read, I, I loved Real Steel, and then I, I read the, have you ever read the Richard Matheson? I have it. Okay. I need to read it. It's a short story. We have, we have the collection here yeah. in uh, sci-fi, and it's great. I gave yeah. it five stars. Nice. I, I, that's one of the few books that I read. I sat down and just couldn't stop. It's a collection of short stories, and I read the whole thing in one sitting. He's the one who wrote uh, I Am Legend. Yeah. So. Yeah. That's a good. So yeah, I'll some, like it. somewhere in time. Yeah. Real Steel. It was it was much more emotional than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, right. I'm like, oh yeah, just a bunch of robots in a the, boxing ring. The story is not. It's nothing like it, really. The story that oh, it's based okay. on. Oh, okay. Yeah. 
right. But the movie was great, too, yeah. which I think we have both in the collection. Yeah. We have Steel by Richard Matheson. I have uh, both in my personal In your personal collection. collection. Huh. In my heart. Good for you. All right. Book news. Yep. Uh, do you want to start off with talking about the Harry Potter thing? Yes, let's do it. All right. There, there's a play yeah. about Harry Potter. It's set like, what, 30 years in I the think future? It's, no, I think it's like 18 years. All right, whatever. Harry yeah. Potter, he's older. Mm-hmm. It's a play. Wow. They're just, you are not selling this at they're, all. They're, they're printing the, the play as a book, and everyone's yeah. like, it's the eighth book. It's yeah. not. It's the no, screenplay but for it's the play. Still, yeah. And that's not that's not uncommon. I mean, any yeah. play that that makes any kind of a splash. Maybe gets you a, should gets talk about this. I can't even feign excitement about this. Well, <laughs> Tell everybody so. about the eighth book of Harry Potter. I mean, it's it's a play. Okay, said eighteen years. It follows Harry <laughs> Potter, follows his children. So you see, like at the this grown point, version. we could just collect all of J.K. Rowling's like press releases her, like, and Twitter, tweets, yeah, all her tweets, and you could make it's the eighth true. book out of no, that. I, I'm interested in this. I'm okay. interested to see how it will unfold as a play. And, okay. you know, it's something different. It's it's not really an eighth book. And you know like what? I said, it's not uncommon for scripts to be printed like this. So I don't think it's really yeah. exclusively a cash grab. You know what? We're gonna. Have I mean, to I do plan to read it when um, the. Fantastic Beast movie comes out. Yeah, they're gonna print out like the novelization of that, and we'll have to get it. Do you think? Because the Fantastic Beast is just an encyclopedia, yeah. so I, you'll have to I, get the book. I don't know. They probably will do like a junior novelization. Yeah, yeah, you're right. We should do a podcast on movies we think need a junior novelization. <laughs> yes, Interstellar. I accept. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So is that it? That's all yeah. we're talking about. That? Yeah, okay. Rambo, Rambo, the junior right. novelization. Let me dive into our uh, advance notices then. Yeah. So large print. I've got games. an advance notice. Okay. Here, here oh. they come. Okay. The advance notices, Nick. Is, I'm sorry. I had a Whew. joke and it just fell apart. Yikes! In mid air. I was ready to go along with you, but yeah. then it just. I thought. I thought like your yeah. batteries ran out. It was weird. <laughs> you were like. Burr, yeah. Burr, burr. yeah. Right. So large print fans, and I, I think there's a lot of large print fans listening to our podcast right now. Uh, Bride of a Distant Isle by Sandra Bird. So this is a romance. It is book two in the Daughters of Hampshire. With that title, it had to be a series. romance or a yeah. horror. You're right. Oh, it would be. That's a good horror yeah. title. Bride of Distant Isle. Yeah. By Stephen King. Don't go to that isle, no. my friend. It reminds me of like the uh, the Woman in Black, that sort of title. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Anyway, uh, that's by Sandra Bird. That is coming out in May. So keep an eye out for that in our new large print section. Uh, other advanced notices we got. Oh, this is a fortuitous one here. We've got John Sanford is doing uh, another of his very popular, very popular Lucas Davenport series. This is book twenty six called Extreme Prey. Is this yeah, I'm sure you've seen the fortuitous Prey series because this is episode twenty six. Oh my gosh, I didn't even think of that. <laughs> this is crazy. Anyway, uh, coming out. Oh my gosh, this just got weirder. Coming out April twenty six. Shut it's up. It's true, Mick. Extreme Prey. I just Lucas turned Davenport. 26 years old like two seconds Four ago. years ago? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, but why this is fortuitous is that we are doing a book club on the very first Lucas Davenport. Oh. Uh, yeah. We're doing the, the Rules of Prey, I believe it's called, and we meet for that on April Hold on. 6th. April is the fourth month. Isn't April 6th. Divide April by two. You get two six. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Isn't that your 26th book club? Uh, no. Oh, okay. <laughs> it might be my 52nd, yeah. which if you Aren't divide that by two. 26 shades of gray. I, I think they're only, they're 50? Oh. They're 50. I think we Which is all... almost double 26 minus two. Right. <gasps> yeah. All right. Okay. Whew, boy, that was exhausting. Yeah. And not interesting. Yeah. So I apologize, yeah. listeners. <laughs> they're gone. They're gone. 26 of you. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> 
<laughs> Everyone's gone now. <laughs> we could talk about whatever we want. Yeah. How are you doing? Is that rash clearing up? Or? Yeah, yeah. Good. All Good. over my face. Yeah. Just, it's yeah. gone now. Yeah, you want to avoid sunlight. Yeah. Uh, Lisa Scottaline, most wanted. This why, is... Why'd you say her name like you weren't familiar with the, how to pronounce that name or the author How did you know well? that? <laughs> That's like... true. Because some people come in and they say, do you have the next uh, Lisa Scottaline book? And other people say like Scottolini. Like she's like... It's not Scottline? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, but I'm, I, it's interesting that you picked up on that <laughs> very silent cue of mine that I was not confident on saying that. <laughs> Lisa, if you're listening, it's a lovely last name, however it's pronounced. Yeah. Uh, come visit us at the David A. Howe Public Library. Yeah. Help, help us know how to pronounce this. We would love to know. We yeah. would love to know. Should I run the 3D printer? Because we're in the same room as the 3D printer. Should we I do, just have, we do have a 3D printer, folks. And after months of begging, Eric finally ran me off a little uh, Paul McCartney. Yeah. And I've looks, even got a second one over great. there. He's surrounded by his robot I know. You army. built a weird like he's, shrine. He's got four robots. I think they're kind of his robot beetles. I think they are. Yeah. They're like, help. We need somebody. <laughs> we need some- help. Not just anybody. <laughs> ben? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Most Wanted by Lisa Skyline coming Judy, out. Judy, 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 <laughs> Judy, April twelfth. Yeah. Now this is funny. This is about uh, this is about a couple who can't conceive. The man's infertile, and so she goes to like she has a donor. <laughs> that is funny. I know. Hold on. She goes to a donor, and then she's like three months pregnant. She finds out the donor is like a serial killer, <laughs> or he's he's arrested okay. as a serial killer. So maybe he's not. I was like, geez. That's I don't think you know what's funny. Concerned. No, it's not right. funny. Right. I guess it's just an extreme right. plot. So this was their 26th attempt to conceive. No. <laughs> Tell me if this counts. Okay. Coming out April 5th, my good friend Stuart Woods as revisiting Stone Barrington, Family Jewels, book number 37. <laughs> Well, yeah. It's one number off yeah. each way. One, right, 37 is one number off of 26. No, if you take one away from the three, you have a two. One away from the seven, you have a six. Okay. <laughs> so you don't think it counts. You don't think it counts. <laughs> no. All right, Stone Barrington fans, Stuart Woods fans, keep you know an eye this, out. April 5th, <laughs> Family Jewels, Stone Barrington number 37. Yeah. That joke is going to land the 26th time we do it. <laughs> Probably. I think we've great. long passed the 26th All time. Right. All right. All right, what do you got for me, I've buddy? got some book news. Uh, these are book releases. These are coming out February 16th. And I need to say... 26th? Uh, these Sorry. are coming out I'm, I'm in done. stores. Like, okay. to buy to, and all that stuff, February 16th. But uh-huh. we will also have them in our collection. Yeah, then. we'll be getting them. So It takes time, folks. Yeah. All right. We've got a nonfiction book. I want you to... I'm going to tell you the title. Oh, it's like a game. A few hints of the celebrity, maybe, okay. that is writing this. Pretty Happy, Healthy Ways to Love Your Body. Give you a hint, Goldie Hawn. Is it Goldie Hawn? No. Kate Winslet. No, I'm just no. kidding. Kate Hudson. Yes. Okay. Kate Hudson is writing a book about being happy. She says pretty happy. I guess she's just happy about being pretty. She's all right. She's pretty yeah. happy. Mm-hmm. She's not like the prettiest woman in the world. Wow. Sorry. I no, I mean, I agree, but I have said I, you didn't really need to say it. Uh, heroines. Oh, wait. Am I pronouncing that right? I can never know. I when think it is. Yeah. Like a female superhero. Yeah. Or just a female hero of any type. Yeah. Uh, heroines. See, that doesn't sound No, right. it doesn't right. sound Heroines good. of okay. Mercy Street. What? The real nurses of the Civil War. Um, this is a PBS show. Oh. We're going to be getting that show soon. This and was just added on our nooks. The book? Yeah, you can check oh, them out. Cool. Yeah. Well, there you go. If you're fans of PBS's show, The Mercy Street, which I'm confused because it takes place with the Civil War, mm-hmm. so it's an American war, yeah. starring Elizabeth Winstead, like, you know, American actors and everything. Hmm. 
So I don't understand what PBS is doing anymore. Oh, yeah. I don't. Oh, you know what? I'm confusing PBS with the BBC. Uh, BBC. Okay. Because they're literally the yeah, same. I was just trying to go with you. But okay, here's another nonfiction book. You might be a little interested in this. Let's see. Leonard. Did you say Leonard? Yeah. My 50-year friendship with a remarkable man by Bill Shatner. Yes. And oh my. David Fisher. Oh. Who's David I don't know Fisher? him. I don't know. He played Chekhov. Just kidding. That was Walter Koenig. He did not play Chekhov. I know. Um, he writes other stuff. I'll read that. Yeah. Um, oh, they first crossed paths as actors on the set of The Man from Uncle? Yeah. That's hilarious. Yeah, they were in the same episode. So, um, <laughs> we were just joking that I don't know which actors are going to write my friendship with William Shatner. Bill Shatner. Yeah, yeah I don't know. Most of his Star Trek people. James Spader. James Spader yeah. probably do it. The only way that would have been happened. Patrick happen. Stewart, I think, probably would. Maybe. They're friends now. Yeah. Patty Maybe Stewart. if Shatner had died first. Nimoy would have He might have. Like, yeah. You will and always be my friend. You yeah. are and always will be Ooh, my friend. Boy. Sorry. Ooh. Sorry. That's why I'm not writing that book. Yeah. All right. I think that's it for... Were you asked to write that book? The biography of Leonard Nimoy? And you turned it down? Yeah. I just... I boy, didn't that's know easy enough. money. I didn't know enough. You could do some research. I'd help you. Are you friends stuff. with Leonard Nimoy? No, but he directed Three Men and a Baby. Yeah, everybody I know knows that. that. Everybody knows that. People don't know that. <laughs> All right. Uh, I'm going to start with a kid's book. Okay. After nonfiction. Sure. Big Nate Blast Off. I know Big Nate. You do? Not personally. Oh, all right. Well, he's got a new book coming out. Uh, why does it say the fan? I wonder how many Big Nate books there have been out. Poof. Oh, how what many? A, what many, a great question. How many do you think? Big uh, Nate books? Remember when I asked this about Captain Underpants Captain and it was Underpants. like 12? Wait, that was like episode two. It was Big a long Nate hasn't ago. been around as long. I don't know. Seven. Eight. Ah. Oh. So close. The correct answer would have been 26. Ah. That was out of our hands. I thought of it, but all right. cooler heads prevailed uh, and I didn't say have it. Some YA books here. We got three YA books here. Yeah. The Shadow Queen by C.J. Redwine. Hooker. It's a dark epic fantasy inspired by the tale of Snow White. This whole thing of like, it's a YA retelling of mm-hmm. fables and all that other stuff. It's like a genre unto itself yeah. now. Like, oh, it's, it's the new vampires. Yeah, it really is. Because they just keep coming. There's a Captain Hook one coming out called Unhooked. <laughs> so, wow. just, I don't know why I said Captain Hook and not Peter Pan. Well, I mean, it's called Unhooked, so. Yeah. Uh, Blue Screen by Dan Wells. Do you want to watch Hook with me? No. Nobody no. wants to watch Hook. Wait, what? Hook's not a good movie. You don't like Hook? Hook's not a good movie. Oh, Hook my gosh. Is a is a kind of stumble for Stop uh, it. Spielberg. Are you kidding me? I mean, I know I know that people say that, but I'm surprised that you feel that way. I no, love Hook. I, I saw Hook as a kid, and even I knew something was up then. Oh, my gosh. Sorry, man. I love Hook. Yeah. All right. All right. Uh, Blue Screen, it's a cyberpunk series by Dan Wells. It's a new YA book. And then you have Calamity, which is the third Reckoners book by Brandon Sanderson. Reckoners having started with Steelheart, hey. followed by Firefight. That was your first book club here, wasn't it? Steelheart? First YA Steelheart book club? and uh, Blood Red Blood Road Red were Road. together. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So that's cool. I, I know some people who are going to be really excited about Calamity. I'm excited about the Dan Wells book because... I've been looking for, like, a fun cyberpunk hmm. series to read, especially when you and I were playing, that time we played the game I have, Netrunner. Oh, Netrunner. And I was like, okay. Let's, I want to read yeah. cyberpunk. Netrunner's fun. So, all right. You're not that, excited about the Brando Sando book? No, I am. I've read the other two books. Uh, oh, Those yeah, are fun. Okay. Uh, you don't seem that excited. Tokyo Ghoul, Volume 5. It's okay. a manga series mm-hmm. that we have the first four volumes of. Yeah. And it's a pretty popular one. It's got an anime out and everything. Yeah. So Spooky. They're all checked out at this mm-hmm. moment. So volume five. It's got a purple-headed girl like Psylocke. Speaking of, the new X-Men Apocalypse trailer came out Ooh. and had Psylocke. Man, your segues lately. I gotta tell you, hats <laughs> off to you, brother. Thank you, man. Uh, the trailer looks cool. 
uh, has Apocalypse being played by Oscar Isaac. Speaking of Oscar Isaac, Star Wars now. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Kidding. I have too nothing much. to say about Star Wars. Too much, Wars. too soon. Okay. Um, let's see. I've got really only two adult books here, but they're pretty, by pretty big authors. Okay. So you've got Cometh the Hour, but the Clifton Chronicles. Uh, That's Jeffrey Archer. Oh, okay. Yeah. He's a big name, right? Yeah. Uh, Pass the Glory and other things. Yeah. All right. Maybe he's not as big of a name as I thought. No, he's popular. Midnight Sun by Joe Nesbo. Oh, yeah. As I Is said that, that one of the Harry Holy novels? Uh, I don't think so. Oh, okay. But maybe it is. Um, oh. Nope, it's a different thing. Okay. So, as I say the name Joe Nesbo, it takes all of me not to say Joe Nesbit. Why? Toy Story. Mrs. Nesbitt? Oh, yeah, Mrs. Nesbitt. I am Mrs. Nesbitt. (laughs) You see that? All right, let's move on from this. Okay. You still haven't seen Toy Story 3, have you? No, I haven't seen it. Did you hear that, listeners? And I love Michael Keaton. Yeah, he's in there as Ken. I know. It's a funny... I want to see it. Man, that was a heart-wrencher. I haven't seen it. That was That was a moment where I was like... I'm telling you, I haven't seen it. (laughs) I can't do this. giving too much away. I can't do this movie. Telling me too much. All right. That's all you got? That's all I got, man. Wow. Not a lot. A whole bunch have just come out recently. I think more is going to be coming out in March. What? I said bestsellers. But I thought maybe you forgot, so I was oh, trying to no, it's just give you a little heads up. Because we're, we're recording this on a Thursday. Oh. It's the same as it would have been last week. Oh, so I think we might make it an every other week thing. I see. Because okay. sometimes I'm like, wait, that was the same as that one. Okay. Well, a little heads up. <laughs> okay. Just kidding. It's all right. Well, you were whispering to me. I, I thought know. I had like something in my teeth. I wish I was like, like, why was he telling me I have you know, like, something like the in old my school teeth. stall, stall. <laughs> oh. uh, hey, everybody. I just want to remind you. Uh, tip your... I'm sorry. I'm sorry I put you on this trajectory. <laughs> tip your taxi driver. I should have known you couldn't handle it. Don't just give your taxi driver the fare. Be fair and give them a tip. Wow. That was pretty good. <laughs> Thank you, man. Okay. So, uh, well, with everything going down yeah. music-wise, we're going to talk a little music. What does, we that, got the, what we does got that mean, the, Nick? We got the Grammys coming out. The Grammys... By the, yeah, this will be coming out that Monday. Yeah. The, we're coming Day. out today, yeah, Monday. Day. Yep. Hello. So President's Day is Grammy Day. Yeah. So we have, uh, like I said, every year we get the Grammy compilations. We have, yeah, we have the last several. We have the 2016 one out already. Yeah, it's already and been checked out. I know. A bunch it's, of times. it's just in a big cycle of being checked out. Yeah. So we're going to talk a little Grammy. We're going to talk a little music. Eric, let me give you some facts here about the Grammys. Yeah. Okay. The the most Grammys won by somebody is won by a conductor named Georg Salty. You know him? Not the singing songbook. That's different. What? what? He won 31, won 31 Grammys. For what? Just, like, conducting and operas and things. Oh. Okay. Sorry. Well, who's the most won by somebody that people have heard of? Uh, well, Quincy Jones run, won 27. Okay. Alison Krauss, also 27. Okay. Uh, Pierre Boulet won 26. I don't know who that is. Vladimir yeah. Horowitz, 25. Here's some you'll know. Okay. Uh, with 22 Grammy wins, we have U2. Yep. John Williams. Okay. Stevie Wonder. Sure. Isn't she lovely? Yeah, pe- people knew who. Sorry. Yeah, why didn't you sing for well, everybody else? I, well, I the streets have no I don't name. know any U2 that, songs. Really? I just sang one. Oh. Uh, <laughs> Chick, what about... Uh, Chick Corea, also. Elevation. That was from the Tomb Raider movie. Sorry, I don't know it. Uh, with 21 <laughs> wins, we have Kanye West and Jay-Z. Wow, Kanye. I know. With... Uh, 20 wins. We have a big tie. Vince Gill, Henry Mancini, Pat Metheny, Bruce Springsteen, Al Schmidt, Beyonce. With 18 wins, we have, oh, this is, this is a good one here, Paul McCartney, Aretha Franklin, Tony Bennett, and Jimmy Sturr, who I don't know. Wow. 
And finally, with 17 wins, we have Ray Charles, Eric Clapton, and Yo-Yo Ma. Huh. Yeah. So some people have taken home a lot of Grammy love. Yeah. So I would, I would have thought maybe Paul McCartney would be higher, honestly. Nope. He doesn't put out enough music. I guess not. No. Stevie Wonder, that doesn't surprise me. John Williams doesn't surprise me. Yeah. I, I don't know who George, George Salty is, Georg Salty. So. Don't know any But of those. 31, so congratulations. Yeah. If you're listening, he's long dead. I didn't realize, I guess, I don't really pay attention to the Grammys. Ooh, Can I just say that? Boy. Probably not in this podcast. Oh, boy, the Grammys are kind so of, cool. Kind of blunts the... Uh, but I didn't know they did, like, best original soundtrack or whatever. The, the, the Grammys, Williams they're all over for. the place, man. Yeah. They're everywhere. Okay. They are everywhere. Uh, so what we're going to do You know do who's today? opening the Grammys? Who? Hamilton. Oh. Hamilton the Musical. Yeah. yeah have you ever the, heard that? Yeah. The Hamilton Musical? Yeah. I think... I'd have to guess if they're going to have like a full cast there. It's either going to be the opening song, okay, my shot, or I'm hoping nonstop. I don't know. How well, do you ride uh, like you're running out of time? Not nonstop. Nonstop. Oh yeah, I do it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right. So what we're going to do is just talk about some of our favorite albums, yeah. of all time. Yeah. So it's a hard. And again, thing. these are albums, not books. Right. But we're. We're, Don't do this. Don't <laughs> do it. Library. Stop it. We have all sorts of things. Eric feels he needs to apologize when we Why merge. don't we do all the magazines someday? Let's do it. I'm in. Yeah. I would just yeah. talk about Electronic Game Monthly. We have a pretty decent music collection. We're trying to fill it out now, trying yeah. to get some stuff we're missing. Yeah. A lot of the classics are still still the biggest sellers. Yeah. Well, I still just super buy, popular. I just got us a bunch of uh, live concerts. Oh, that, I, I'm looking forward DVD, to those, actually. Including the, the... It's supposed to be weird. I've never seen it. It's the Led Zeppelin... Uh, I can't remember the name of it, but they're like 80s one where they're like, it's concerts, but then it's interspersed where each band member gets to do a fantasy segment. Okay. Like a movie. Okay. It's supposed to be weird. Hmm. Song remains the same. There we go. Whew. Whew. Uh, Listeners, I just wiped the sweat off my forehead. (laughs) He did. Uh, Here are some of the top selling albums albums of all time. Oh, don't. Don't read this. It's always disappointing. It's weird. It's weird. I'm going to go by the claimed sales. So what? What, okay. You know. So the the top the tippity top we have Thriller. Yeah. By Michael Jackson. Sure. Uh coming in next we have Back in Black, A C D C. Wow. We've got and again, this is every site you look at is different, yeah. but this is uh Okay. Uh we have uh with with an estimated forty five millions uh sold, we have Dark Side of the Moon by Pink Floyd. Yep. Well, I, I mean I told you last year that was the third highest vinyl yeah. album. Yeah. Estimated 44 million in sales. We have Whitney Houston slash Various, the soundtrack to The Bodyguard. <laughs> what? I don't know, man. Wow. Okay, yeah. so you have Michael Jackson, ACDC, yeah. Pink Floyd, The Bodyguard, the Bodyguard soundtrack, soundtrack. Just because of the one song. It's got certi- uh, this, the certified like music recording sales that the RIAA uses to certify these things. It's 27.4 million. Is it just because of the one song? Uh, yeah. I, I Will so. Always Love You? Which is actually a cover, which... From Dolly Parton. Dolly Parton yeah. loved that song. It's weird. What is going on? Anyway, uh, with an estimated 43 million sold, we have Bat Out of Hell by Meatloaf. Yeah. Meatloaf. Yeah. Uh, I know. This, I, is, this is weird. I know. 42 estimated million sold. We have The Eagles, Their Greatest Hits, 1971 and 1975. Yes. I, I don't I, tend to count compilations. I actually think... There, there have been somewhere I've read that that was even like the highest. I've read that too. Yeah, I think we played a game. I think Dice Capades, the game Dice Capades, claims the Eagles. Best yeah, I've the heard highest. that before. It in its in its RIAA like certified sales, it has thirty two point two million. Wow. So, but which still clocks in lower than Thriller. Uh, 40, 40 million sold. We have Fleetwood Mac's 
Rumors mm-hmm. came out in 77. Mm-hmm. And topping off this list of uh, 40 million sold, we have Bee Gees and various artists, <laughs> the Saturday Night Fever soundtrack, which doesn't surprise me. That's okay. Solid gold. I, I thought the Beatles, again, I thought the Beatles would be higher, but they're, uh, they're in there with uh, Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Land, Abbey Road, a few others like that. So you, any, anything you want me to look up? Springsteen's in there. He's pretty high up. Born, uh, born in the USA. I don't know. What was the highest? Estimated 30 million. What was the highest selling album of last year? Uh, oh, boy. I don't have that. 2015. I don't know. I don't know. All right. Well, I'll vamp. No, you're not good this. at vamping. Um, listeners, I've been in a hard place lately. No, don't. I just... Too personal. It's been hard. I pull back every every night. I, I look out, the sun sets, and I think that was the last sunset. Adele, Adele twenty five. Oh. <laughs> Adele twenty five. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> gonna die. Yeah. <laughs> Even if that wasn't true, I think I would have just said it to stop whatever was happening with you. <laughs> I think I knew that she sold like seven million copies. Yeah. It went quick. So certainly went quick. And it came, that's that's impressive because that came out like late in November. Yeah, it was late in the game. So. I know. Uh, how, how are you doing this, buddy? Are you ranking like a top five? Like one, this is my all-time favorite, this is my second? Or are you just saying a handful of your favorites? I have a list. I have like seven of okay. my favorite albums of all time. In no particular order. Um, I want to say they're in no particular order, but they're probably going to be in, in the order okay. that I read them. Well, hit me. What do you got first? All right. Oh, I'm going to start this one. Nice. My first, my, so I, we're going to start with top. However you like. Let's do this. Ladies' right. choice. My favorite album okay. of all time. Woo! Hold on. Drum roll. Sorry, folks. That's probably annoying. <laughs> Not a great drum roll. Go ahead. Uh, by the way, by the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Oh. Humpty Dump. Nope. And Sorry. It's, it's Humpty Bump. Sorry. You keep saying Humpty Dump, I know, but it's Humpty Bump. Because he's the egg. That's from Stadium Arcadium. I know that. Yeah. Which, sometimes I think... I actually like more than By the Way. I think I, I would have guessed. By the way. I think I would have guessed Stadium well, Arcadium. I think for you. Stadium Arcadium for me is more like I can put it in in whatever mood I I'm in, and okay. it will fit. And uh-huh. it tends to be a more enjoyable, like yeah, all okay. right, with songs. But By the Way is my favorite one. When I listen to it, I'm like, this is great. All what, the songs. What are some, Here's what are some top tracks on that. Uh, the song By the Way. Oh, standing in line to see the show tonight, and there's a light on. <laughs> no. I, I don't know it. But Zephyr song? Can't I mean, stop. No. Can't stop. Addicted to the shindig. Chop, chop. It says I, I'm gonna win big. My Red Hot Chili Pepper knowledge is pretty much limited to songs that Weird Al spoofed. So, so just that one song. Yeah. Okay. Um, this is some, I'm going to bring this up on the next album. Okay. Well, thanks so for the, thanks I don't know why the, I said that. The intro. One thing I... What are you going to do when you get home? Just kidding. Go on. <laughs> A thing I love about the By the Way album is I descri- I tend to describe it, and I don't think people really understand it when I say it if they listen to it. I say it's their like most cinematic album. Hmm. Like it's an album I feel that like paints like throughout the album from first to last okay. song, you can just see the images. Is it meant to be a concept concept album? No, or is it's just it? no, they're it's doing just, a song. Okay. It's not like right. their songs are like intricate. I just feel like it flows. I've always felt like the song. There's some songs that I feel are almost like like a movie okay. score hmm. in some ways even though they're not and I've met some people just like I don't know by the way album you got that doesn't interested. sound anything like that at all you got me interested it's a lot more uh, personal than other stuff it's a lot different than their other stuff okay. John Frusciante their guitarist was trying to go in a different direction he was trying to do more of an English sound hmm. with this one uh, Flea their bassist said he had a hard time with this one musically because he felt like Frusciante was kind of taking over a little bit more hmm. we were pushing for that but I love it. It's the first one I listened to, and it's still my favorite. It's got probably my favorite Chili Pepper song on it, which is uh, Don't Forget Me. Hmm. 
Don't forget me, I can't hide it. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm interested. Now I want to listen to it. Have I ever listened to it before? The By the Way album? Yeah. You've listened to Californication. Yeah, which we have in the collection. I know yeah. that for sure. And I think, I mean, anytime you're in the car where I'm driving, there's odds are there's a Chili Pepper a album chili being pepper played. Cover. Yeah. So, I don't okay. know. All right. Well, <laughs> then I'll give you my tippity top, and the rest of them are not ranked. But, okay. Uh, when, I feel the same. When pressed, yeah. my all-time favorite album is McCartney. Paul McCartney's first solo. Solo, not with it's, the wings. No, it's just McCartney. This is this was made like, it. I mean, it overlapped with the Beatles. It it came out. Uh, there was a there was a whole there's a whole big thing with this album. It caused right. a big infighting. Is this the one, right? He went back after this, right? Yeah, it was okay. like at Abbey Road and stuff. Um, okay, but this this was coming out like right with <laughs> Let It Be and uh, right. Uh, no, no, sorry, because they were released out of order. So okay. this was coming out sort of opposite Let It Be and Ringo's first album, um, which is an odd, odd album. Okay. It's, it's just covers. But um, it's just, it's really simple, and it's just Paul playing all the instruments. Uh-huh. Some of them are instrumental. It, it's just, it's not the album that you would anticipate Paul McCartney releasing as his solo, because it's it's not beatle It's really different. Okay. And it's got it's got some songs that I think went on to become like Paul McCartney classics, but it was torn up when it came out. People really? hated it. That's insane. They were like this is because it's just so different, you know. It's it, people always say that it feels incomplete, which I don't feel that it does, but people do say that. Mm-hmm. Um, probably the biggest song on it would be maybe I'm amazed. That's yeah. gone on to be like a McCartney sure. classic. I also love. Wait, every, isn't that every our night. song? Yeah. All right. I also love Every Night. Um, I love Junk. Sing Along Junk. Mm-hmm. Everything on it. This is an album where I put it on, and there's not a song where I think like oh, I gotta skip this. This is stupid. So that's kind of funny because came out in 1970. <clears throat> the By the Way album, uh-huh. like hardcore Chili Pepper fans mm-hmm. didn't really like it. Like the ones who had been there from oh, really? the beginning, the funk age Chili Peppers and everything, because they thought it was too melancholy, you know, too melodic and not enough funk and everything. So mm-hmm. it's interesting that like you know that came out and people were like, yeah, it's, it's good. It's not their best, and I'm like, it's the best. And the same thing happened with you and McCartney. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. We're Mavericks. I know. We're the yeah. same. We are the same. Did you same. say we're the same? This has got, even the other Beatles, even the other Beatles weren't too wild about this. Harrison said that he loved Maybe I'm Amazed, but that the rest just, quote, just don't do much for me. Wait, didn't George Harrison, isn't he the one who wrote uh, I Got My Mind Stuck on You? He didn't write it, but he covered it. The most famous one is probably that. All right. Way to uh, go, Harrison. You sure are. And Ringo said he was just too isolated from other musicians. The only person he's got to tell him if the song's good or bad is Linda, Paul's wife. And John <laughs> Lennon, John Lennon just said it was, quote, rubbish. <laughs> uh, so... It's a great album. It really, <laughs> it really is. I don't. Yeah. I think it's just at the time people were angry that it was kind of splitting up the Beatles. Yeah. And <laughs> when they listened to it, it wasn't. It wasn't just the next Beatles yeah. album like they wanted it to be. It was really like the start of. Was that his only his solo era? Was that his only solo thing before he then joined the Wings? Ram. Oh. Okay. McCartney and then Ram and then it, then it went into Wings Wildlife, which is weird. And then it was that pretty solidly. Yeah. Nick made a face that matched the way he said weird. I did. I so sure did. Wings you... Wildlife is a, just a strange, strange yeah. album. All right. Yeah. They did some great. I mean, Paul and Wings did some great albums. Venus and Mars is great. That's where Magneto and Titanium Man is from. Yeah. Venus and Mars. Red Rose Speedway. Yeah. Hey. Uh, Band on the and Run. And the Crimson obviously. Dynamo went along London for the ride. Town. Yeah. So. I love that song. So that's, that's for me. That's my number okay. one. Um, yeah. It's funny that it's a bank robbery. Because I get that, like... 
Titanium Man. You're talking about that. Magneto and Titanium yeah. Man. Yeah, I don't understand really why Magneto was involved with. I don't know. McCartney's a big Marvel Comics fan. Yeah, I think this was like early. Like Stanley might still be writing this Probably. stuff, so yeah. he's like Magneto's like, oh, I'm going to steal the gold because yeah. I'm Magneto. Yeah. Instead of like, hey, mutants. Yeah, treat you know. mutants right. Yeah. Or I'll kill you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right. Um, this is my second favorite album of all time. I think. Oh, so this okay. is still right. I. You're right that like now we'll just start listing like favorites, mm-hmm. but uh, the Gorillas have an album called Demon Days. It's their second album. It's one of my favorites of all time. Hmm. Uh, you may know the song Feel Good Inc. I don't. Feel good. Shik, shik, shik. Feel good. No. Really? Still don't. Oh. Windmill, windmill for the land. Okay. Down forever, hand in hand. No? You're doing a lot more singing than I am. Yeah, well, that, that's because I know the songs you're talking you're about. You're singing more. Uh, Dare? I'm not going to sing the rest that's of them. That's okay. Um, Do you want me to sing Maybe I'm Amazed? Is that what you're getting at? No. Okay. Go ahead. No, it's fine. Go ahead. No, I don't need Listeners, to. Listeners? No. Do you want to hear? No. Listeners? They're not. No. That's just me clapping? Are you done? Should I go on to my next what? one? What? No, I want to oh, talk sorry. about Dare. All okay. right, I want to talk about Demon Days. It's the second Gorillaz album. You, okay. You know the song 1920. The... Get the cool, get the cool shoes. Anyway, I, oh no. <laughs> okay, sorry. I guess you don't know who the gorillas are. No, I don't. Um, I remember your reading second favorite album. I, I think that. it was Entertainment Weekly. They they said a review about this. They're like, oh, it's great for you know your iPod and like picking out songs, but as an album, it doesn't stand. I disagree. In fact, what I wanted to the same thing I wanted to talk about with by the way, but I want to talk about this is that it's an album that I think has like a perfect flow. And I, that's why some of the albums I pick are here. Like, they just, if, like, the band didn't make anything else, it's just a great piece of work as it is. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, it starts with just, like, this weird instrumental, like, and then it goes into those main songs, and you can kind of feel, like, some songs segue into themselves. And then after Almania, it becomes, I feel like, a second half of the album starts. Yeah. And the final song is two songs... And they split. So if you listen to them, you're like, oh, yeah, that was the end of this song. But mm-hmm. they do segue like perfectly into each other. And then it just ends. You're like, that hmm. was a great album. And Dennis Hopper is there to sing Fire Coming Out of the Monkey's Head. Dennis he doesn't Hopper. sing it. He narrates it. That's funny. So like the other guy's like, is singing the song, but Dennis Hopper's just narrating like, the people of the Monkey Island were terrified. Wow. What was going I can't do it. You, you had Hopper. me a Monkey Island. <laughs> uh, it's great. I love it. It's, I don't know if you would like it. I have okay. nothing else to say about it. Okay. I'm bad at describing favorites. Right. I said this too before no, it's when we talked I know. about it. That's how I felt with McCartney. I have like, a lot with, of emotion in that album. I I did, like, with, by the way, like, I was listening to it when I was 17. Yeah. And I had no like, favorite artist. Mm-hmm. People would be like, oh, what do you listen to music? I'm like, video game music. Yeah. And that'd be it. And Weird Al. Yeah. And then I started listening to Chili Pepper. I'm like, what is this? Yeah. And so like, it did that. It opened up a bunch of things. I listened to Demon Days and it like, I don't mm-hmm. know. They're a cartoon band. It's mm-hmm. like one guy with his friend, and they, you know, they have these, these fake characters, but yeah. then they bring in a whole bunch of other people to do the music and everything. Hmm. It's funny how like the way you're introduced to it can really stick yeah. with you. Like with McCartney, it wasn't it wasn't really an album that I knew, right. and I just like came across it at a I got it on vinyl. Mm-hmm. I'd never heard it before, and I didn't even know what it was at first because the cover doesn't say anything. It's just an empty bowl of cherries. Right. So. You know, I just picked it up, popped it on my player, and yeah. I was like, oh my gosh. What's frustrating with the Chili Peppers and the Gorillas 
is that I was really surprised when Demon Days came out, came out because the first album was 2001. Yeah. Demon Days came out 2005. Mm-hmm. So I had like four years since so one day on the radio I heard the Feel Good Ink song. I'm like, is this the Gorillas? And mm-hmm. I was super excited. And the Chili Peppers the same way, like every four or five. Just whenever they... Like there's some people who are like, oh, look, this year's, I don't know, whoever puts out an album every year. Demi mm-hmm. Lovato, maybe. I, sure. <laughs> uh, here's another odd choice for me. Uh, I should write this. 2008's uh, album by Brian Wilson, That Lucky Old Son. So Brian what? Wilson, you know, probably I have never from, heard you listen to I Brian love Wilson. Album. I love it. It's uh, Brian Wilson, crazy from the Beach Boys. Okay, yeah. <laughs> this came out in 2008, and it's uh, it is very much a concept album. It it's it's, your um, <laughs> it's one of my favorites. I know, I love it. It's it deals with basically Southern California is the whole thing. It's just about Southern California. So it's, okay. it very much harkens back to like the Beach Boy days, um, and it's got music interspersed with like brief spoken words like things from brian wilson and it's just like i just put it in start to finish and i love it and i'm uh-huh. like i just want a good like album that makes me feel good and happy and that lucky old son is it really yeah i, I wow. it's probably not for you it, it probably i don't think you would, i, you I would mean do i it, don't really have a connection with the beach boys at all it's not i mean it is very beach boys <laughs> i guess but that's not what i'm not like oh i need more beach boy stuff it it was I mean, at the time, it got a lot of reviews that were like, what is this? This is so weird, you know? And so I picked it up and was just, like, in right away. All right. Uh, it's, that Lucky Old Son is an old song. It's from the 40s, recorded by Frankie Lane originally. And that theme comes back. It ends a lot of the songs. Uh, it's just got really good. Good Kind of Love is one of the, one of the best songs. <laughs> Morning Beat. Uh, that Lucky Old Son, of course, is great. Hmm. So it, it's, uh, it's probably not what you expect and it's brief. It's you know it's about thirty five minutes. It's kind of a short album, but it just works as a whole unit. It's one you want to listen to start to finish. It it's just not great. Works. <laughs> it's not great to put on like a mix or something. I mean, right. it really benefits from being all together. But yeah, I would recommend it. Okay. Nice. Uh, all right. Now we're in no particular order. But I think okay. we're still in a particular order. For sure. Me. I. It's weird. Because I'm like, no, I, I prefer this album. But then I'm looking, I'm like, yeah, this makes sense. Number three for me is Magic by Bruce Springsteen. Oh, I know that album. Yeah. Yeah. I like quite a few of the songs on that. You have that album. I do. Yeah. Because I told you to buy it? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's got the song Girl, Radio Girls Nowhere. In Summer Clothes. Yeah, really Girls like. in the Summer Clothes. Radio Nowhere. Yeah, Radio Nowhere. One good. of my favorite Springsteen songs. That's a great song. That one. I know. Yeah. Uh, You'll Be Coming Down. Living in the Future is really fun. It's got a great saxophone. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, it's Springsteen, so you can expect some saxophone. A little bit of sax. <laughs> Your own worst enemy. Um, I like the song Long Walk Home. It always makes me think of my Yeah, home. okay. I know that one. Uh, for some reason, even though I'm like, I don't want to go there. Uh-huh. Every now and then there's a song that makes me think my hometown isn't a horrible place. Wow. But then, Letting loose. But then after the song ends, I'm like, oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Luckily, they tend to be songs that are also like, well, this town's not that great. All right. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, yeah, I, it was so funny. The story with me in this album is funny to me. So uh-huh. listeners, if you don't think it's funny, it's all subjective. Keep it to yourself. Wow. Or, or uh, let us know on Twitter at, <laughs> at All The Book Show. Um, there, this album was coming out. Okay. Or it had just come out. and I We're still talking magic? Yeah, magic. Okay. And it was a summer between college and everything. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to buy the album, but I was, you know, I was working part-time. Mm-hmm. I was in school, so yeah. I couldn't spend a bunch... But I was going to go to a favorite store of mine called Bull Moose, which is in a whole bunch of places yeah, you, in Maine. you've talked about Bull Moose yeah. before. Uh, and I said to my friends, I'm like, man, 
they have Bruce Springsteen's Magic album for $10. I would buy it on the spot. Mm-hmm. And I walk in, and there on their display yes. is this summer sale, Bruce Springsteen's Magic, $9.99. Yes. <laughs> so I... That's I think great. I paid with card, actually. Yeah. I didn't. Okay. It so would have been cool if I put down a Hamilton. Down the yeah. Ten, yeah. Um, and I bought it. And it was the great. Ten spot. Um, that was also the summer. <laughs> you might think this is a little broody, but that was the summer I was listening to a lot of. Uh, Whitney Houston? No, like oh. Springsteen songs like from Magic and from his other stuff, and okay. a little bit of uh, the Rolling Stones' other songs while walking along the train track during sunset. Wow. Like, not just Jeez. like I, I did this once, but I would lo- walk around the train tracks during sunset. Multiple nights of the week uh-huh. for that summer. Just making your own sad music video. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I, it was good. it's funny. It's funny how well I can picture that. Just like yeah. down to the well, every very last detail. It's because it was warm. Skinny little. Evening. I didn't have a lot to do. Sure. It was between college. Yeah. I was just, just, home. just a girl in your summer clothes, just walking down. <laughs> so uh, one time I walked a little too far down the train track, Ooh. and I was in a tunnel. Wow. And then once I went through the tunnel. There was no side of the train track, so I wow. just had to keep going until I got there. I could have, if a train had come, I would have been dead. Oh my gosh! So it's it's amazing I'm here recording wow. episode twenty six. Right. So in speak. conclusion, magic by Bruce Springsteen. Yeah, saved my life. Wow. Actually, I think I was listening to Forty One Shots and uh, Twenty One Jump Street. No. Oh. No. Now we're now we're in a different number of games. Oh, okay. All so right. twenty six. Yeah, this is a this is a good album. So I concur. Um, it's probably my favorite Springsteen album. I don't mm-hmm. think other people would agree. And, but now, whenever he makes a new album, like, well, is it as good as Magic? I see. Or The Rising. The Rising is also good, but I think hmm. I prefer Magic. It's another album where I feel like it's all the songs make sense with the other songs on the album. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, there's somewhere like, oh, that was a weird standout song. But, like, as you listen, I'm like, oh, these all make yeah. sense for whatever he's going for. Yeah, that's a solid album. I, okay. I was surprised how much I like that album. All right, nice. Oh, all right. boy. Why don't you close out this segment with your... This is our last one? Well, yeah, we're at, like, 50 minutes. Oh my gosh! Yeah, well, we've got a lot of love to talk about with these yeah, albums. But I didn't even I didn't even touch on the Beatles yet. All right. <laughs> well, you uh, did. You talked about Paul McCartney. I know, but I also have a favorite Beatles album too. All right, why you're, don't you? You're wasting valuable time. <laughs> uh, my next is also from 2008, and this is Songs for Silverman. What? By, by oh, ben Folds. Yeah. Uh, I like a lot of Ben Folds. Well, that's not true. I you don't. <laughs> well, no, I do, but you don't but, like Ben Folds Five. I feel like Songs for Silverman was kind of the last Ben Folds thing that I loved. Uh, Rock in the Suburbs is great. Songs for Silverman is really great. Um, I didn't like Way to Normal, and his, his more recent one, So There, is like, okay. But uh, something about Songs for Silverman, again, it's just one that you just go straight through, and it's really, I think it's just the most clear and clever and smart album that he has. Okay. It's got, uh, let me look at some of the songs here. Is this the album we... Sentimental Guy is probably my favorite. Give Judy My Notice is great. He This is a... Give Judy My Notice is interesting because on one of his earlier EPs, he had a song just called Judy, mm-hmm. and it's basically the same song, but Give Judy My Notice, it just refines it and mm-hmm. adds lyrics and makes it a much fuller song. So cool. So Is this the album we, because we listened to a bunch when we drove to Long Island. Oh, for the library back. conference. Yeah, yeah. Uh, is this, you put in a Ben Folds album. Is this probably would be Songs for Silverman. Okay. Is this the one where he sings to like his daughter? Yeah, Gracie. Okay. Yeah, that's the song Gracie. I think that was the one we listened okay. to then. Yeah, yeah. This is uh, this is great. And he was on an episode of Community. Yeah, as like the uh, botanist professor. Uh-huh. That was so surprising. <laughs> yeah, because they just turned like, the corner and Foles? there's Ben Folds. Yeah. Like, oh hi, he right. looked as surprised as we did. So, Let's do a few more. <laughs> okay, uh, how about I give you one more? We right. do one more because 
this one is definitely one of my favorite albums. Oh, I have three left. I have five left. Uh, <laughs> so, all right. I mean, we can save it till next year. We could do it next week. No. Nobody's in charge of this podcast but us. All right. Uh, it's just we're at 55 minutes. Okay. Listeners, what do you think? They want us to keep going. Just go oh, quickly. Go okay. quickly. All right. Um, give up the Postal Service. Okay. Uh, this is the only album they did. And it's the only album they'll probably ever do. They said at this point, fans probably want an album more than they want to do an album themselves. <laughs> it has um, Jimmy Tamborello and Death Capture Cuties vocalist Ben Gibbard. Uh-huh. The reason it's called the post, the band is called the Postal Service, is because they sent each other the pieces of music through the Postal Service. Um, it's great. This is for this is the best way to describe it at this point in time. If you don't know who the Postal Service is, this is Owl City for grownups. All right, kids. <laughs> This is this is real life uh, that kind of music. Like if you're used to when I heard Owl City the first time, I was like, oh, this is like uh-huh. Postal Service, but a little bit more candy coated. Okay, so I love it. It's also an album that like I can listen to start to finish, and it's great. Okay, my wife doesn't understand because it's kind of like a lot of like sappy, sad love songs. Oh. He sings a lot to people who already left and stuff. Okay. but it's some good stuff in there. So give up. By the Pulse of Service. Mm-hmm. Probably number four or three favorite album of all time, depending on how I feel. Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say one that may surprise you. Hands All Over by Maroon 5. Which, what's on this album? Uh, that's, this is their 2010 one. They, the re-release, is this Payphone? N- no. Oh. The re-release has moves like Jagger, but the original one didn't. But it has uh, Misery, which I really love. Uh-huh. Uh, it has Give a Little More. It's got Stutter. Mm. This was the first Maroon 5 that I ever heard. I mean, yeah. even, even before I heard like songs about Jane. You didn't hear like on the radio she will be loved oh i heard that but i wouldn't i wouldn't say like oh maroon five you know like i didn't have any knowledge of them i came across this just picked Mm -hmm. it up one day and and again it's one that i just i like all the songs yeah i love it it's my favorite of their albums even i like it even more than songs about jane wow they're coming to uh i know someplace i would love to close by here in september i like their recent stuff too so it's uh what five or v or whatever the recent one's called it's pretty good so yeah i like payphone yeah, payphone's good. That's I, from the middle. I don't, I don't love them, but they do have songs that when it comes on, I'm like, oh, that's yeah. not so bad. Yeah, payphone is fun. So, all right, this is this is kind of silly. Uh, Beethoven's Last Night by Trans Siberian Orchestra. <gasps> this, TSO. <laughs> this album. So what this, happened? This is the theme song from the the movie Beethoven starring Charles Grodin. Is no, that correct. No. So what happened was one Christmas I asked my mom for a TSO Christmas album. Yeah. And I just pointed at this one, thinking. All their albums are sure. Christmas, Christmas albums. Yeah. And I got it. And I started listening to it on Christmas. I'm like, there's no Christmas songs <laughs> in this. It's, they take songs from like Beethoven and also some songs by Mozart and other okay. classical pieces. And they basically tell a rock opera of Beethoven's Last Night Alive oh. and how he wants to keep living and also change things about his past. So as he goes through his past, he might change that he is deaf, but then he realizes if he's not deaf, he doesn't write this music, so he doesn't change that. And if he doesn't do this, this music might not be written, mm-hmm. so he doesn't do that. And so, like, Mephistopheles is there trying to steal his soul. You know, the devil wow. is there. But it has, like, it's just, it's a ridiculous, like, rock opera of classical rock music hmm. about Beethoven. It's silly, but you know what? When I was a teenager, as a janitor, just cleaning and listening to this all the time, and there were songs. Janitor. There was a song called "What Is Eternal," uh-huh. where the guy's just talking about 
his life and like what's good a life that leaves nothing behind okay. not a thought or a moment that may echo in time as like 17 as just like cleaning out garbage and everything I'm like yeah what is good a life that leaves nothing behind man I gotta start what is eternal so there we go I know like nothing I only know their Christmas album this so. album is it's so funny because I go years without listening to this album and then I put it in and I'm like singing every right single back there. line I'm like it's, wait it's so crazy. it's not instrumental no, there's instrumental bits in there. Oh. Like every, you know, maybe okay. every other song or a I didn't string realize of like even, two like or three sang. songs are like, yeah, they, they're the ones that sing, uh, on this night, on this night. Oh, okay. But every <laughs> well, other song, or there'll be like a string of a few songs where it's all like instrumental, okay. Beethoven rock okay. kind of stuff. Yeah, that's and then there right. are that's songs. There's some cheesy, cheesy like love songs in there too. I love it. I love this <laughs> album. I want to listen to it right now. Okay, well, my next one is a Beatles one, and it's really difficult for me to choose a favorite Beatles because the Beatles' yeah. discography is really complicated. I mean, it's so hard. <laughs> yeah. to fit. My wife lived through a very harrowing year of me trying to decide whether I wanted mono, stereo, or the U.S. albums. <laughs> and I finally settled on mono because the Beatles themselves, particularly McCartney, cared about mono and not so much about stereo. Yeah. So they would meticulously <laughs> put things yeah. in mono and then they'd be like all right whatever you want to do for stereo is fine but so. aren't you setting yourself up for a time in your life where you've collected all their mono albums and now you have to start that time is their... there i'm there you, so you have all their mono i bought the box set beatles and mono yeah so now i'm just i don't know i'm picking up things here the and there no i'm not gonna get the stereo but there's <laughs> some so like the, the stereo is obviously mixed for stereo and then yeah. the u.s albums like, are remixed songs. and resequenced for like a u.s audience which okay. is when you pick it apart it's really fascinating so to pick a favorite is difficult i would put the white album up there i would put rubber soul up there if i'm gonna pick one off the shelf put it in to listen to i would probably would go with yesterday and today which is a really bizarre choice for beatles fans out there they'd be like what's he talking about but okay. yesterday and today is a lot of songs from revolver a lot of songs from um <laughs> Rubber Soul. This is one of the American albums. Originally must, had the had the, the butcher cover. I have must be the American or whatever of Rubber Rubber Soul and mm. the other one you just said. Why do you say that? Because when you talk about them, I'm like that song's not on there. Oh yeah, and it could be. It it's is. hard. Yeah. Um, but yesterday and today is kind of. It's basically a compilation. But it, it, it when when it came out in '66 in the U.S., this was like the first time Americans would have heard this music because it had never been released. Okay. Uh, so it's just, I think it's really smartly put together. Like the track listing and everything, it just, it just goes, yeah. you know, it's That's just like, it works so well yeah. and they just, they're all, they're very different songs and yet yeah. they still fit together yeah. and you'd never find them in one of the UK albums. But right. yesterday and today just has a great, a great run to it. It's got, uh, it starts with drive my car. Um, it's got, I'm only sleeping. It's got yesterday. It's got, uh, what goes on, which is Ringo. It's got, we can work it out. It's just. Yeah, it's great. Uh, so I would, if I'm going to sit down and listen to one, I'm probably first going to grab yesterday. We can today. work it out. It's maybe one of my favorites. Yeah, it's great. I think try I think to see it my from, way. I th- yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. yes. I think that's from Rubber Soul originally. Yeah, I really um, like that one. Yeah, yep. So oh. that's it. That's, right. the, that's the one I'm choosing. Okay. Yep. That's five. Mm-hmm. So let's close out the segment. What? I know, man. <laughs> what's your What's your other one? What? Full Moon know. Fever by Tom Petty. Okay. Led Zeppelin Four or Untitled by Led Zeppelin. Okay. And Babel by Mumford and Sons, which may be a controversial pick to Mumford and Sons fans, but I think this is a better album than their first one, Sigh mm. No More. Is that that the one that sort of like do something totally different, right? No, that's their third album. Oh. Um, well, what do I know? The the second one is the one where they're like, I will wait, I will wait for you. Okay, I know that one. All right. 
Um, I just think it's a better album. And you know what? I can listen to this album without getting angry, unlike the songs from Psy No More that made me like, yeah, everybody I know is stupid. I hate them. <laughs> Don't listen to those anymore. Yeah, so, All right, my final pick is, a, is an Elvis compilation. Came out in 71. I got oh, lucky. I don't know if you can pick compilations. Well, <laughs> here's what it is. It's it's a collection of songs what it that, is. that basically were just in the movies. So oh, they didn't really okay. have they didn't really have yeah. like real official releases. So is it's there a like lot, a... it's a lot from Kid Galahad, it's a lot from Easy Come, Easy Go, Viva Las Vegas. It's just they're just fun. <laughs> I love them. I got this, I had this LP, I've had it forever. The, I've had it on vinyl. My wife mm-hmm. just recently got me the she tracked down a CD copy of it. And it's just a I don't know, it's kind of a more goofy album. Okay. Any works for me, I love it. Any albums that you have been listening to yeah. that are slowly creeping up their way to maybe that soon I enter just the... Keep... No, that may soon enter favorites. You know what I mean? Like a newer thing, you're like, oh, yeah. I like this. And you, you think maybe in a few years, this might be in your favorites huh. of all time. No. I don't okay. think I have anything at the moment oh. that's, uh, that's on that trajectory. All right. Do you think that, that like the album format is, gonna, is what we're going to have in the long term? What do you mean? I mean, it just seems like we're kind of switching to a more, like, singles-driven Yeah, model. I don't know. I guess it depends on... Uh... I mean, are people downloading whole albums? I mean, I still love CDs. Well, I think you just... It depends on the artist. Okay. I mean, yes, like, Justin Bieber's and, you know, the Selena Gomez's, they're yeah. the singles people. Okay. But, like, I mean, the Red Hot Chili Peppers are never really like, oh, we gotta make... Yeah, you know, yeah. They just make the music they want to. Yeah. I don't know. I, I mean, you're right. I think there'll always be people that are like, we just wanted to make an album. Yeah. So I hope not because like, the reason I picked those are because they're yeah. albums. Yeah, me too. I mean, I, I like the I like the completeness. Of there, that. there's some people that I like, and like you know, like I love CCR and I have like their greatest hits, but I wouldn't go out and buy their albums. Yeah, I know what you mean. So yeah, I think I think that's part of the reason why the more I listen to Bowie, the more I'm kind of getting into it because he seemed very like album. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Classic rock had that good era, you know. That's true, album-wise. So, yeah. yeah. Well, everyone was trying right. to change it. Well, we did it. Even yeah. though you tried to stop it. Didn't try to stop it. We did it. All right. Wow. All right. Let's close up shop. Okay. Uh, library news. Hit me. Uh, we've got an anime club for teens starting March 2nd. Exciting. We've got the teen photography show. We're going to be starting to take uh, entries in April. So, you know, come and get your form, sign up, and... Uh, Get ready for pictures there. We're showing mm-hmm. Goosebumps the mm-hmm. 22nd. Oh, nope, that doesn't exist. We're showing Goosebumps the 26th of February. Okay. Nope, that doesn't make any sense either. No, When's February it, break? I think it is the 26th. You're right. We're showing yeah. Goosebumps the 26th yeah. Febu- uh, of February. 22nd of February, we're doing our Windows 10 class. Nice. And uh, we're continuing with our tech session helps, which is uh, by appointment, 10 to 12 on Wednesdays and Fridays. Cool. Also, keep talking. I need to go check all the posters I printed out to make sure I didn't miss it. You the right date. Wow, this is happening right now. Uh, well, I mean, I'm basically working on the, uh, the book clubs at the moment. We're <laughs> Our YA for Adult Book Club, which Eric and I are starting up together, is that doing... That was the only poster I didn't... Divergent. Yeah. Uh, so that's uh, after, March 8th. After we, Divergent is Eleanor and Park. Eleanor and Park, yep. Contemporary Classics is meeting this week to do um, uh, Nobody's Fool by Richard... Ru- Snow. <laughs> Bridge of... No, Empire Falls by Richard Russo. Did you almost say Jeez. Bridge of Spies? No, I was saying Bridge of Spies, which is another Richard Russo. But oh. no, Empire Falls is what we're doing. Okay. Right after that, we're doing Station Eleven. 
which is I'm really oh, excited yeah, I gotta about. Read that. Yeah, we're doing that did one I together. Sign up for that one? You did, yeah. Shoot, I gotta read that. Fast. I we're leading it together. It's not till March. Oh, good. But uh, then we're doing Track of the Cat by Nevada Bar, followed by John Sanford's uh, Rules of Prey. So nice. Join us. I anytime. just had something, and then I forgot. Oh, we're doing a uh, children's tech. Uh, oh, that's right. Week, yeah, the 16th, uh, during February break. Yeah. So that starts uh, February break. Starts the 15th, so we're doing it the 16th and the 19th. 16th is Squishy Circuits, which mm-hmm. seem fun. They have all these, like, inductive doughs and everything. And the 19th is Robots, because we got some little robot things here. Exciting. So if you have kids, or you are a kid, again, are all our children listeners, mm-hmm. there you go. Join us. Also, yes. stay in school. So this is your last chance for uh, in sending us your Robert Parker info. We're doing a Robert Parker Spotlight next week. Oh, i got so, two uh, books I need to read I by then. I you need got, to read you that. you got to get rolling. Boxer, the Spy and the Boxer? Boxer and the Spy, Boxer yeah. and the Spy, and then... Trouble in Paradise. Oh, Jesse Stone. You can do Jesse Stone. Cool. Yeah, I, have. I know you read the first one, yeah. Uh, so send us those <laughs> stuff in. You can you can catch us on Facebook, yeah. David A. Howe Library. You can get us at Twitter at All the Book Show. You can email us at wellsvillestls.org. Yeah. You can find us on SoundCloud or Yahoo to listen. Tell your friends. Did you say Yahoo? YouTube. YouTube. We're not on Yahoo. Nobody's on Yahoo. <laughs> Nobody's on Yahoo. Oh, I, I yeah. guess I'm just hungry. And don't at this forget, point. you can always leave comments on. Sound, actually, I've already said this before. SoundCloud, you can leave comments like through. Yeah, you can do like a, your own little commentary. Yeah, track. that's fun. So, and YouTube as well. All right, team. We'll see you next week. Yeah.